Hi there, and welcome to Vineyard Church Delaware County's podcast. My name is Michael Hansen. I'm the lead pastor here at the church, and I am so glad that you have joined us for this week's message. I'm going to have a little bit more to say at the end, but for now, enjoy the teaching. So let's jump right into my talk. Again, it's kind of strange. Jonathan is listening, so hopefully he'll laugh as we go through. But tomorrow is Christmas. And if you're home and if you're excited for all of you at home, put your hand up if you're excited. Okay, I think I see a few hands. Um, I am super excited for as long as I can remember. I've always been excited for this time of year. And even now in my 30s, that excitement is still very strong. I will say, though, that as I've gotten older, the reason for my excitement has definitely changed over the years. Uh, I remember as a kid, the tradition in our home was we would grab the, uh, the Sears Christmas catalog Do you remember the Christmas catalog? Do you remember Sears? But we would take that catalog, we'd go through it, and we'd write out a wish list. And I don't know if my parents caught on to this, but I'd always throw in a few, you know, uh, overpriced, never gonna get gifts because I thought then the ones I really wanted looked more attractive or affordable. Kids, you might wanna try that next year. I remember as a teenager, Uh, There was still excitement around Christmas, but uh, the gifts started to change. They were way more practical. Ah, socks, thank you so much. Or, ah, a pair of pants, that's great. Uh, Helen and I, we got married, or when we got married, that's when I discovered that I am a lousy gift chooser. Thankfully, in Helen's family, they didn't just write a wish list They also wrote like the color, the size, and even sometimes where to get it. So that was really helpful for me. And then when we had kids, wow, Christmas uh, got a huge boost. If you have children or if you're a grandparent and uncle, just there's something about the little ones. The Bible is so right when it says it is better to give than receive. I was uh, very surprised by how excited I got because of the gift I was going to give, not the gift I was going to get. And now, to be honest, now in my 50s, uh, I'm older. My kids are older. Helen, I don't think Helen's older. I don't think Helen ages. But I still have a high level of excitement around this, uh, this time of year. But the source of that excitement goes way beyond the food, way beyond the people and the gifts. So what is that source? Well, tomorrow... Uh, Christmas Day, we will celebrate the birth of, that's right, of Jesus. Tomorrow is his birthday. When you wake up tomorrow morning, kids, adults, the first thing out of your mouth can be, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jesus. Uh, The story of the Bible is that God created this amazing world, you know, all the uh, oceans and mountains and hockey and animals and wonderful fruit. I'm not sure he made the vegetables. I think they came after things went haywire. No, of course he did. But then he created humans, Adam and Eve. And the plan was that Adam and Eve, our first father and mother, would have lots and lots and lots and lots of kids and that we'd all enjoy this amazing world together uh, with our loving God who made us. But like any great story, you can't say, and they lived happily ever after, like two chapters in. Uh, No, you need a very real crisis. You need a bad guy to mess things up. And then you need a hero to make everything right. And then after all that, you can say, and they all lived happily ever after. And that is really, that is the story of the Bible. In the third chapter of the story, the bad guy, the devil, Bible calls him the devil. He shows up and totally 
messes everything up. And suddenly there's a barrier between God and the people he loves. And so for years and years and years and years, people have tried to get through, get under, get around, get over this barrier to get back to that beautiful place uh, with God. But on our own, we have not been able, we have not been able to, and we are not able to. And then one day, one day, a little over 2,000 years ago, God the Father puts his arm around his son, Jesus, and said, hey, son, do you remember that plan we talked about a long time ago? And Jesus is like, oh, yeah, Dad, I totally remember. And the Father says, son, uh, it's time. It's time for you to go down to earth to rescue those people, to, to remove that barrier, uh, and to remove that barrier that is keeping them from us. And so Jesus, the Son of God, the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords, came to earth as a little baby boy, born in a stable tomorrow morning, happy birthday, Jesus. Now, the reason why my excitement is still so strong, really, and growing uh, this time of year, and to be honest, the reason why I'm excited almost all year long, uh, it's because of Jesus. Jesus is the source of my uh, growing excitement. It's, I'm excited because Jesus came to earth, and I'm excited for what Jesus came to earth to do. Uh, when's the last time you thought about why Jesus came to earth? Maybe you've never thought about uh, why Jesus came to earth. The Bible makes it very clear that Jesus did not come to earth to condemn us, right? Maybe for some people, when you imagine God or when you imagine Jesus, he's wearing a black and white, you know, striped referee shirt and he loves blowing that whistle. You're out of bounds, you know, but that, that is not, the Bible makes it clear that that is not why Jesus came to earth. Uh, actually, he came to earth to rescue us to help us, to remove the barrier that keeps us from God. Listen, here's just a few verses, or more than a few, verses that I've pulled from the Bible that tell us why Jesus came to earth. First one is this, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. That's talking about Jesus. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Jesus has come to lead us out of darkness out of dangerous darkness, and to lead us, to bring us into the safety of his light. Next verse, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Why has Jesus come? Jesus has come to guide us. He's the Wonderful Counselor. Jesus has come to protect us. He's the Mighty God. He's come to love and care for us. He's the everlasting father and he's come to comfort us. He's the prince of peace. How about this next one? For the son of man, Jesus, uh, came to seek and to save the lost. I love this verse because what does it say about Jesus? It says he came to rescue us. And notice that he didn't just come to rescue us. And what I mean is he is actually pursuing us. He's looking for us. He's looking for you. Why? Well, to rescue you, to save you. Next verse, but the son of man came to destroy the devil's work. Jesus didn't just come to earth to be nice. He also came to earth to do war against the devil who started this whole mess, who created the barrier I spoke of earlier. Next one, uh, the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now, when I look at that, I go, wait a minute, isn't he the son of God? 
Isn't he the king of all kings? And yet he didn't come here to be served by us. So many times in history, that's what the, you know, that's what the, the kings and you know, queens, they, they come to be served, not Jesus. He came to serve us. He came to serve us so much, even to the point of giving his life as a ransom, his life for ours, right? His, like, like it's what we talk about at Easter, you know, the, the cross, that's him giving his life there to remove the barrier of sin so that we can now be reunited to the one who made us and loves us, to God, to God, our, our father. And one more, here's Jesus in his own words telling us why he came. Jesus says this, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke, take my way upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke, my way is easy, and my burden is light. Woof, I love that. Now, does that sound again, does that sound like someone who's come to condemn us? Not at all. That totally sounds like someone who, who really loves us, who really wants to help us. Now, that's basically my intro, but don't worry. <laughs> it's a longer intro than normal. Uh, tonight, we're wrapping up our Advent series, four weeks out from Christmas here at the Vineyard. We celebrate the season of Advent, which basically means arrival. In these four weeks, we're getting ready for, uh, uh, for the arrival of Jesus. Uh, tomorrow, as a little baby boy, again, come to rescue, come to help, come to remove that barrier. Happy birthday, Jesus. But in this season of Advent, we're also remembering and, and getting in touch with our longing for his next arrival. Uh, according to the Bible, uh, when he returns to earth next, he's not going to come as a little baby boy, is he? He's going to come as a conquering king come to make everything right, uh, to restore everything back to how it was meant to be. But for now, and, and until then, we live in a time where we get, ooh, we get sniffs and we get tastes of that meal to come, but we're not gonna get to sit down and enjoy the fullness of that meal until Jesus comes again. And if you've been joining us over the last four weekends, you know that during this Advent season, we've been looking at a different psalm uh, for each weekend that has pointed to one of God's attributes. So, we've, uh, so far, we've looked at his love, his loyal love, his joy, his peace. And last weekend, Heather did a wonderful job looking at God's hope. Well, tonight we're going to, very briefly, we're gonna look at Psalm 146, and what we'll be looking at is, and this might sound a little strange, uh, but we're gonna be looking at God's performance. It's like, wait a sec, you might say, wait, did you say, and yes, that's what I said. We're gonna be looking at God's performance. So hear, hear me out. Uh, so when I initially read Psalm 146, one of the first thoughts that went through my mind was, you know, this psalm sounds a lot like a review, like an Amazon review on God's performance. Like uh, this year, I would say I have done 97.34% of my Christmas shopping on Amazon. And I'm sure right now, if you, anyone else? Yeah, I'm sure most of you are raising your hands if you are raising your hands. But Amazon is too easy, really. Super fast delivery, typically great prices, lots and lots of options, sometimes too many options. Uh, so what do you do when you're trying to decide? 
which product, which model, et cetera, is the best one for you? Well, obviously price is part of it, but what do you do? You read the reviews. Am I right? Yeah, of course. You read the reviews. And after each review, you're asked a question, something like this, was this review helpful? And sometimes the reviews are helpful and sometimes they are. Do you know that uh, many companies hire people to write fake positive reviews for their products. I don't think that's fair. Uh, and then there are times when, have you ever experienced this? There are times when you're looking at a product and the majority of the, review, the, of the reviews, like 90% are like four stars and above, but then there's that one negative review that plants a massive seed of doubt in your mind about the product as this person talks about how the product has basically destroyed their life and is a complete fraud on and on and on and on. Those are tough ones. And then there are some that are just plain uh, funny. Take a look at this picture. Okay, this is the cover of a book, a children's book entitled, Where is Baby's Belly Button? And you can see there on the cover, the little one is, is, is just lifting their shirt and they're showing their belly button. Now remember, this is a kid's book. Let me read a review on this, on this uh, book. Here's the review. One star, person says this. Do not buy this book. You can see the ending right on the cover. This book is completely misleading. The entire plot revolves around finding baby's belly button. The title makes this clear from the beginning. However, there's no mystery. There is no twist. Baby's belly button is right where it's supposed to be on baby's stomach. They actually go on and on, uh, but you get the picture. Now, I don't know if that's a true review or not. I think we should get in touch with this person, maybe send them the latest John Grisham novel or something for their, for their need for a mystery. But, but whether they're fake or true, or whether they're positive or negative, let me ask this, what is the goal of a review? What's the goal of a review? That's right, that's right. It's to help you come to a place of decision, isn't it? Okay, back to Psalm 146. The Psalms, all or almost all 150 of them, of them are basically reviews on God and his performance. They're basically reviews on you know, what he does and doesn't do. Is he faithful? To his, to his promises? Does he do what he said he would do? Or like I said earlier, has he done? Has he done any of what he said he came to earth to do? To be with us, to rescue us, to help us, to remove the barrier, re reunite us with God, on and on. And if you're familiar with the Psalms, again, these are, these are written by everyday people about God. If you're familiar with the Psalms, you know that they aren't all five-star reviews, are they? There are some Psalms that are like one and two star reviews. Read Psalm 88. It's, it's a pretty, like I would say it's one star. But this is something about God that I find really amazing and risky all at the same time that part of his rescue plan is for people who know him, people who believe in him, people who follow him, Christians, to share their uh, reviews on God's performance with others so that others come to a place of decision to also believe in and follow Jesus. Does that make sense? I mean, we, we might use different words, call it, you know, uh, sharing your faith, testimony, whatever you do that. But I, but I think uh, that really is God's plan, that we would share, we would share the difference Jesus makes in our life or, or not. Uh, and that would be like a review. All through the Bible, we, we read reviews of people just like you and me who have experienced God in some way, the presence, his presence, his rescue, his help, on and on and on. 
So we're going to look at Psalm 146, and, and if, uh, I guess it's going to be on the slides. So you can uh, please read along with me at home. Here we go. Psalm 146 says this. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise him as long as I live. I will sing to my God all my life. Don't put your trust in human leaders. No human being can save you. When they die, they return to the dust. On that day, all their plans come to an end. Happy are those who have the God of Jacob to help them and who depend on the Lord their God, the creator of heaven, earth, and sea, and all that is in them. He always keeps his promises. He judges in favor of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free and gives sight to the blind. He lifts those who have fallen. He loves his righteous people. He protects the strangers who live in our land. He helps widows and orphans, but takes the wicked to their ruin. The Lord is king forever. Your God, O Zion, will reign for all time. Praise the Lord. Now, I think it's fair to say that the writer of this psalm is giving God five stars. Wouldn't you agree? He's very impressed with God. I underlined some of the more practical parts of the review. What does the psalmist say about God? He says, well, you know what? God makes people happy. He helps people. He keeps his promises he judges fairly. He feeds the hungry. He sets prisoners free. He restores sight. He protects and helps the foreigner, the widow, and the orphan. Like that's pretty high, pretty high praise. So let me ask you this. If you were looking for someone to rescue you, to help you in this life, would that review be helpful? Would that review pique your interest to maybe research this person more? Well, you know, I look at that psalm and I look at some of the language and I think, you know, if you were, you know, raised in the church or if you already had some sort of understanding or grid regarding God, I mean, that review may then be helpful, but, uh, but it's also sort of more churchy language, if you will. So how about this? Let me, let me throw some more reviews at you. Last week, uh, I reached out to some folks in the church and I asked them for their own Amazon review of God. Let me read these to you. These are, these are really good. See, uh, see if these are more helpful. Here we go. First one. I'm not someone who ever writes reviews, but I had to write about what I received the other day. What I was hoping to receive was something that would last, that would hold up through any weather or any storm and wouldn't let me down. Well, what I received is all of that and so much more. When I received Jesus, I knew that I needed him and I believed he would be who and what he said he would be. But I never imagined the high degree and constancy of hope, joy, peace, and love that he brings. If you're considering accepting and receiving the gift of Jesus, do yourself a favor and accept him now. My only regret is that I didn't accept him sooner. That's excellent. Here's the next one. Five stars. If I could give my Jesus more than five stars, I would. All loving, all sacrificing, all gracious, all merciful, best friend I could ever ask for. My Jesus far surpasses my expectations, meeting needs I wasn't even aware I had. I don't know what I would do without my Jesus. A must have for every human being. These are so good. Here's the next one. Jesus, the all-time best comforter ever durable, all-powerful, king-sized, 
literally king and infinite, really soft, cozy, snugly, the very definition of loving, perfectly weighted to wrap you up and provide peace, security, and the best night's sleep ever. And yours guaranteed for all eternity. Here's another one. If you need a friend who will stay close to you all the time, it's Jesus. If you need a leader to tell you the truth and show you the way, it's Jesus. If you need a savior to give you a new life and a new start, it's Jesus. Just ask him. Okay, a few more. Five stars. What a great deal. Did you realize when you welcome Jesus in your heart, you also get the Holy Spirit? What a deal. Jesus is useful for any situation. He's unbreakable and will always be by your side. To get the most out of your relationship with Jesus, you have to die to yourself, which can be hard and something that you have to constantly do, but it is so worth it. Take the chance and welcome Jesus in your heart. Listen to this next one. I love this. 3.5 stars. What? Jesus can be life-changing, but hard to explain to others. Tends to make burdens light, but not always can cost you everything. Individual results may vary. Okay, I got two more. So when I received you, Jesus, I was thinking I would see you everywhere because you said I am everywhere. But where? In my car when I was crying all the way home? With my kids when one of them got sick? At work when I got laid off? At the doctor's appointment? But then I realized you were right. You are everywhere I was. Wow, you sure do know what you're doing even when I can't see you. Oh, and I am sorry I read the negative reviews and didn't immediately choose to believe. Last one. I wasn't sure what to expect based on other reviews, but he is better than I anticipated. I still have so many questions on how he works and not everything in the manual is clear, but there's nothing out there that I've found that beats the quality and integrity of Jesus. And the cost is small compared to what you receive. He is, he is now my go-to for everything. Everywhere I go, he goes. I definitely recommend him. Okay, I, I just love those. And I, and I promise that none of those are fake reviews. Those are all real. And, and let me ask this. Like I said earlier, if you were looking for someone to help you in this life, to rescue you, would those reviews be helpful? So let me end with this. Right now, I would normally say, let's have the worship team come back, but we won't be doing that. But let me read this to you. According to the Bible, according to the story of the Bible and continuing my use of all things Amazon, for every one of you that is watching online right now, understand this, whether you ordered Jesus or not, this Christmas, Jesus has been shipped to you. In fact, he was shipped to you over 2,000 years ago. And this shipment cannot be returned, although it can be rejected. But he's been shipped and he's pursuing you and he wants to help you. And so I, I'm going to end off with a word of prayer. But, you know, uh, one of the things I love when we're online like this is I don't know who's watching right now, but I know that God knows. And so uh, I just want to encourage you as I pray this final prayer. If you've never done this before, would you consider uh, opening your heart, opening your life, uh, and, and inviting Jesus in this Christmas? He wants to help you. 
He wants to rescue you. He wants to love you. Now, and if, and if you've already done that, what I, well, then I encourage you to, I guess, to open your heart wider, to open your life more, to invite Jesus into deeper places in your life, to, to really have, to increase your expectations of, of, of how great he is and how much he wants to rescue, save, uh, and love you this Christmas and into next year. So let me pray for us. Lord, again, this isn't what we planned, but we trust you. And I pray, Holy Spirit, I thank you that nothing, you are, you are not limited in any way. Would you come right now to whoever's watching this? Would you come close and just love them? Jesus, you pursued us at Christmas. You came to earth looking for us to help us. Would you pursue us again uh, this Christmas? So I just, I just bless, I bless every home, every person that's watching, young and old. Uh, and I thank you so much for this time of year. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, everyone, Merry Christmas again. Uh, tomorrow, Blue Christmas, we will not be meeting here at the church in the cafe, but we will be on Facebook. I will be live on Facebook at 10 a.m., live from somewhere in, our, in the Hanson home. Um, but let me say this. If you did uh, online, if you did take a step towards Jesus, could you reach out to us and let us know? Maybe, maybe let someone know who's there watching with you right now that God's really maybe been tugging at your heart or go to vcdc.org, fill out an online connect card, let us know, or you could call the church, leave a message. But either way, as we get into the new year, we want to reach out to you and, uh, uh, and just talk to you about what it means to be in a relationship with Jesus. Don't forget, a week today... We'll be back here 6 p.m. Uh, for our New Year's Eve service. Short talk, extended worship. It's gonna be a great time. We've got a lot of chairs set up, so I hope we pack this place out. But VCDC, I love you. Uh, Merry Christmas to all of you, and we'll hopefully see you on next Saturday. Bless you. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. I hope that what you heard has encouraged you in your walk with Jesus. For more information and to contact us, go to vcdc.org. We'll bless you. Have a wonderful week.